Kumasi is the capital of the Asante region in south-central Ghana. It's a pretty big city with a population of over 3 million people. In the city center, there's a hospital called the Akonfo Anoche Hospital. It's the second largest hospital in Ghana and the largest in the Asante region. But behind the hospital, in the courtyard, you'll find the strength of the Asante people, the sword of Akonfo Anoche, planted in the ground over 300 years ago. A sword that's said to be immovable. I'm Baudelaire, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Kamasi, Ghana, to hear the legend of a Confo Noche sword and the tribe it holds together. More after this. Konfo Anoche sword is stabbed in the ground in a small hut-shaped building in a courtyard behind the Konfo Anoche hospital. Have you ever visited the sword? Um, yes, years ago. What was that like? The best way I can describe it is you having like a an experience, like a spiritual experience. That is Anthony Yei Kobina. He recently published a book on Asante history. I called him up to chat about the sword. This is you. You can literally feel there's some kind of energy about it you know this is something that they believe in so they believe alone and when they are telling you the story it's so energetic that you just can't help but feel something like this is this energy about that place yayi is currently working on a series of african historical fiction books but his most recent is called the usurper's dream which basically talks about the pre-colonial stages of the Ashanti Empire as it was coming up from a small state of Kwaman into what we know today as the Asante Man. There are a lot of different tribes in what is today Ghana, and Asante is one of the major ones. In fact, Yei's grandfather was half Asante. Though Yei himself doesn't identify as Asante, he grew up hearing mythical Asante stories. Like the tale of the Asante god Niyami who created the universe, or the queen warrior Nanaya Santiwa, who led armies against the British. I'm the kind of person I love reading, and I'd always want to, whenever they tell these stories of the Asante Man, I always wanted more, but they kind of never seem to have enough details. So Yei made it his mission to find more details. He threw himself into research, and then after college, he decided he would write about these stories for Africans and the diaspora. When I emailed you, you said a chance to talk about Asante history is always a yes. So I'd like to I'd like to get into that history a bit. Okay. Where does the history of Asante people begin? It would begin somewhere late 16th century when Osei-Tutu enters the picture. Osei-Tutu I was the chief of an Akan state. The Akan people were a culture group that at that point were split into several states and they all had a mutual oppressor, the Dentura people. You know, when you're watching movies and then there's a powerful state and everybody's like a vassal, they give like um, donations of slaves, gold, yearly, monthly, whatever. That's what was happening. Thing is, the other Akan states weren't so into all the constant demands of the Dentura. But as separate states, none of them had the strength to overpower the Dentura. So a meeting was held in what is now Kumasi, 
between all the chiefs of the Akan states, including Ose Tutu. The most respected and powerful priest in the land, Okonfo Anoche, led the meeting. Legend has it that Okonfo Anoche could plant food and have it immediately grow right there in front of him, and he could walk through rain without getting wet, or even command the rain to stop falling altogether. So you get the idea. He's a pretty impressive guy. At the meeting, the chiefs agree it would be best if they united into one state against the Dinshura. So because they are now formed like a new state that's going to go up against Dinshura, they needed a leader that would lead them. And everyone wants to be the leader. So Konfo Anoche tells them all to return to their states, fast for three days, and then return. On that third day, God would decide who was going to be the leader of the new state. After those three days pass, the chiefs return and are all seated on their royal stools in front of a Konfo Anoche, waiting to see what God has decided. At that moment, a golden stool and a sword descend from the sky. The stool gently falls into the lap of Osei Tutu I. And there you have it. Osei Tutu I would be the leader of this new nation as decreed by God. Then he gets all the individual states to swear allegiance to the new king, Wasekitutu, of the Asante Empire. As they swore their allegiance to Osetutu, Konfo Anoche made a mixture with palm wine and the hair and nails of the former chiefs for each to sip. He then picked up the sword that came from God, and each chief swore by the sword that they would forever be united as Asante people. And that name, Asante, was very intentional. Asante means because of war. So they came together to war against the superpower adventurer to gain their independence. So them coming together because of war, that's how come they got their name, Asante, Asante. Okonfo Anoche then took the stools representing the sovereignty of the other chiefs, burned them and put the ashes in a hole. He then took the sword and stabbed it into the burned ashes. And says this represents the strength of the new Asantaman. And the day that it is pulled, that is when the whole nation would collapse. So I think that was somewhere around 1695 when he did that. From there, the Asantis wage war on the Dinshura, and of course, win. The Asante kingdom then grew, and at its height in the mid to late 1700s, controlled most of what is now Southern Ghana. Now you should know that like most fables and legends, there are slight variations in some renditions of this story, but that is the gist of it. What's really incredible though, is after all these years, the sword that Akonfo Noche planted is still there in Kamasi, and nobody has been able to remove it. Even Muhammad Ali gave it a try in 1964. And today, Akonfo Noche's sword is one of the many tourist attractions in Kamasi, though you can't try and remove it anymore. And in that small building that houses the sword, you'll see paintings of Osei Tutu I, Okonfo Anoche, and depictions of the ceremony that established the Asante people. Over 300 years later, the myth lives on, and the Asante people still revere the sword for the unity it represents. Okonfo Anoche's sword is behind the Okonfo Anoche Hospital, and the site is open every day from 9 to 5. It costs a few Ghanaian seti to get in, which converted to U.S. dollars is under a buck. And you can also find Yeye's book, The Usurper's Dream, on Amazon. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. Our production team includes 
Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And my name is Baudelaire. <laughs>